Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio. This is episode number eight, Beyond the Ordinary. Hi, my name's Ryan, and then to my right is Clint. Clint. I, know, I just head bobbed like someone. He head bobs, this. everyone <laughs> saw that. Everyone saw that. It's good. Everyone head bobbed back. I seen it. Brent Sperry at the end of the table. What's up? And then Marcus. Marcus Aurelius. Hey, hey! Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. It's spelled the same. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they spell it correctly. I thought it was just Mark. It is. Mark the Mutilator. <laughs> Marcus the Marvelous Mark Marrow. Marvelous Marcus. Which, you know, Mark Marrow is a heck of a, a, a speaker now. He's like um, old Mr. Pickle that came to our He was our married high to OG Sable. Mr. Pickle? Oh, remember Sable. Reverend Pickle? <laughs> I forgot about him. You did? Oh, man. Reverend Pickle. Man. What? You don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Did, you Reverend, did a Reverend Pickle ever come by your, your school? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> that was just a Havana thing? I don't even really remember. He came to talk about drugs. He came as a Red Ribbon Week uh, guy, and he came to talk about drugs, and he was this old, like, just some old guy, and he just turned to reverend after being into the drug gang in prison and all nope. this stuff. <laughs> and Thanks, Zach Morris. He came out and... Just tried to scare kids. Just tried to scare us straight in the gym. It was, I couldn't get past his name, Reverend Pickles. And I really wish Clint was right here so he could elaborate some more on Mr. Pickles. I no, went to the fine. same school as you. Well, I was gonna. Well, I'm waiting for you to elaborate too. Do you I remember have no Mr. fucking clue? Yeah, sidetracked. Uh, you don't you, remember Pickles? You don't remember they pulled us Reverend all out Pickles? of class that day and took us down to the high school gym and they sat us all in there and it was like super, super like quiet and awkward. And then Rhonda came walking in and he come walking in with like handcuffs and shit on. That's right. And she the undid handcuffs. the handcuffs and he took them off and like threw them down real hard. Ah! He was talking about one of the things I remember nope. him specifically talking about was. He had done so many drugs that like his like he was stopped up so bad that he told he said he he took a shit and it like tore his asshole open. He had to have yeah. his butt he had to have his what? asshole so shut. Yeah. And um Oh my god. Also that him and his buddy, uh who they were both truck drivers, I think I think is what he said they were doing. They were shooting speed balls together. <laughs> and fucking uh they shot up and his buddy died and he didn't. He woke up next to him on the floor all dead and shit. And then some idiot. somehow through all that shit he went to prison. <laughs> Yeah. And fucking became Reverend Pickle. It became Reverend Pickle. And didn't he talk about someone? He got out and he was said, I come to tell you kids about the methamphetamines. The methamphetamines. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm going to save you. And like people was laughing and shit. And he was like, what you laughing at, boy? Screaming at people and shit. And it was, yeah, it was wild for it me. It was an intense... It was an intense. Uh, I think it was maybe junior year. Our junior year. My junior year would have been your first year. I remember year, it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It was one year behind us. No, he was two years behind us. I, I remember it was um, it was an experience to say the least. We're like the same age, and I was the same age as everyone the year behind us. Pretty sure Ryan's two years younger than us. 
What year did you graduate? 06. Yeah. Wow. 04 is when we graduated. Maybe I'm just a dipshit. I don't think I don't know my own family. <laughs> you notice I don't know what you're talking about. And I, I had perfect attendance in high school. I just spaced out the entire time. Yeah, you were definitely there. I guarantee it. But it was like the whole gym. It can't be any different than... You know how ADHD is awesome when you just don't pay attention to shit? You don't remember anything. I remember him being like the only adult in there too. Because like they locked us in. Like they locked us in. They went out and closed all the doors and left us in there with this dude. Like what the fuck? I was going to say it can't be any different than my friend Ryan, who is three days older than my wife, but my wife graduated in 05, and he graduated in 06. That's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, Reverend Pickle was a heck of an interesting character. I wonder if he's still alive or if he's still out doing... I don't even know how to look yeah, him up. Like, what do you just Reverend Pickle on if Facebook? If he's out saving, you know, lives. And <laughs> you have um, a laptop oh, in front of you. Maybe he's got a Wikipedia page or something. Fuck. Yeah, wouldn't that just be the best? Maybe we could get. I could Google him, but I could guarantee it's the right person because I have no recollection of this. I, mean, I might need to see a picture to know. He, was he looked like a fucking then. biker, bro. Yeah. The only drug talk I seriously remember was some dude who made meth, but he burned Blame his eyeballs yeah. out mm-hmm. and he showed his, his eyeballs. In, oh, uh, I remember that dude. dude he had like sunglasses on and came and was like talking. Yeah. Like, like, I was like, oh happened. shit, this dude burned his eyeballs yeah, out. Fucking, he had the canister <laughs> blow up in his face. Yeah, man. That's the only one I really remember. And I was just like, that's. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you really fucked that whole thing up. <laughs> I mean, I don't really feel pity for you. It's well, your self-imposed action. I don't know right. if this is the same guy, but I've come across the pastor pickle on Facebook. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if it's the same guy or not, though. You can't. I can't. You gotta give me time. Oh yeah, you you do some research on that. We had to actually. Um, we talked a little bit about today's episode. Well, we kind of briefly mentioned it uh, an episode ago or two about angels of death. We talked about um, nurses and doctors and healthcare providers who are in a position of no. trust <laughs> who have killed um, lots of people. Who'd you find out, Clint? That's not the guy. Not the guy. He's oh. a sweet old bald man, and his wife looks very nice. It's not the same Reverend Pickle. <laughs> not the same Reverend Pickle that we know. It's not the grunged up old guy who's. Yeah, he had a lot of lot of talk about eight just not good. No. Okay. I'm surprised you don't remember him. Again, I mean, that, that really ADHD's, impacted my life. Uh, the dude burning his eyeballs really impacted my life. <laughs> I saw real consequences to actions, <laughs> and my ass was like, I'm never doing meth. You know what the best part is? Like, he didn't really, like, meth didn't really fuck him up. It was the anhydrous that fucked him up before the whole thing. Before but Mark with a picture. brain understands how stupid that fucking <laughs> shit is well, and sure. how gross that shit oh, is. Oh, God, it's like, all terrible. Like, That's you a- work in an industry where you see people who get affected by yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, we know people who dug wells out in fields that died from hitting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's it's not a good chemical. <laughs> and people want to smoke it? <laughs> well, he was he was sneaking around and, and opened up one of those tanks and it blew up in his face. Dumbass. Scored his, burned his fucking eyeballs out. Now he's blind. And then he like had, he got implants and then he did it again. Is that true? I don't remember I that. I think I remember because like he got busted by a cops a second time and he was running and he had some. Shh. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know about all that. I love oh it. I love Maybe it. I made that story up. <laughs> <laughs> I love but it. I like people, it. It made uh, me not do meth. To. It made me not do meth. I love it when people try to steal it or and even try then, to make like, it. store it in styrofoam cups that it melt just and <laughs> just burns their fucking fingertips off. Angels of Death. Oh. Angels I love that death. song. That Veronica Vaughn is one piece of a shit. That's uh, an angel of death, right? 
<laughs> I know he's talking about the Slayer song. Slayer! Have you ever been to a Slayer concert? I yes, fucking I have. dude. I'm, yeah, dude. I went to one Slayer show in Chicago, and the whole fucking day, Slayer! Slayer! I'm taking a piss. There's 14 guys saying Slayer at the top of the lungs. It's not for another six fucking hours. Saw them on my 18th birthday. Yeah. Yeah, man. Ri- Listen. Ri- original lineup, too. I found this on Facebook. Nice. I uh, found this on, well, yeah. on Google from 2006 of February. He's not a typical preacher, but neither is his message. Dressed in jeans and an Orange County chopper lookalike t-shirt and a ponytail, Robert Pickle. No! Could be mistaken for almost anything else except a minister. For the past 10 years, Pickle has spoken to teens about his life of drug abuse and his unexpected recovery while serving a prison sentence for conspiracy to manufacture methamphetamines with intent to sell it. At 52 with 18 years of drug use behind him, he still experiences the effects of drugs. It's something I'll do with the rest of my life, he said, pointing to a sore on his arm from years of methamphetamine use. The methamphetamines! On Sunday, he spoke at Southside Church in Nazarene and Terre Haute about about his bondage to drugs and his freedom. He found from becoming a Christian. He spoke at the church last fall, and church members there helped schedule his talks with Wabash Valley Schools. I was in drugs and rebellion against my parents, Pickle said. He grew up in Arkansas, but spent most of his life at Texas. At 17, he started smoking marijuana as a protest against his father. <laughs> Don't we all? Fuck Don't em. we all? <laughs> Later, he became addicted to heroin and meth. And meth. <laughs> Uh, and cocaine. Oh, he slid from Once the I started it, right into the heroin. Once I started, it was something I couldn't control, he said throughout his life. He was a member of three gangs, including the Aryan Brotherhood, a white supremacy gang. I was full of hatred and violence, and this was my life, he said. I was trying to find out what anyone in this world is trying to find. Peace. After four years of manufacturing meth, <laughs> he decided to retire on the money he had made. <laughs> Fuck. Six months into his retirement, he, he was, was arrested by 37 members. He was member. making that Walter White money. He, he was. He must have been. He was arrested by 37-member drug task force that included the Federal Bureau of yes, Investigation and Drug Enforcement Administration while serving a 12-year sentence in prison. He found God. Got caught by Hank. He loves the cock. They talk about killing you, the man told Pickle, that Sunday in Arkansas as Robert's get, Robert said God saved him. Robert Pickle. Yeah, I, this is from 2006, so I'm going to try to see if I can find... That seems pr- probably him, yeah. I'm going to try to see if I can figure out where he's at now, though. Terry Hill, Indiana. <laughs> where Terry he's at now. Yeah. I need a location. Where is he at? We need to get him on the podcast. We can get a get, guest Well, that was 18 years spot. ago, and he was 50 then. He might not be alive anymore. He might not be. All that, them years of... Them hard years of methamphetamine usage. Nope. <laughs> Yep, he passed away, it looks like. This is the right guy. He lived to be 97. 97? But I don't know if that's if the time. No, nah, it's not the same guy. Oh, my God. Fuck off! Well, yes. So, we talked a little bit about Angels of Death last week. We talked. There was one lady that I was going to bring up last time when we were talking about it that I'm going to bring up this week. This is the most recent Angel of Death that I've known of. Um, this Lucy Letby. She's from the UK, and um, she's she killed a bunch of... Uh, bunch of infants in the ICU that she worked at has is serving a life sentence in uh, in in where whatever the UK version of jail is Scotland Yard rehabilitation and then Brent found what was his name Michael uh, Shago Shago Swago Swago Michael Swango Swango he, uh, a licensed Ohio physician who is estimated to have been involved in as many as 60 fatal poisoning of patients and colleagues. Shit. He was, he was 
Couldn't you uh, just throw Jack Kevorkian into this mix, too? Well, it's interesting because Jack Kevorkian actually, like... That was assisted suicide. That was assisted suicide. Well, like, aren't these people technically saying that shit? I don't know. Thing? Like, this guy is just fucking with people. This guy's just poisoning they get his off colleagues and then other people. And then, like, Kevorkian was like, you were did terminal. people telling people. Like, he did record them saying, yeah, we'd like you to kill me and shit like that, I guess. Yeah. he's. I'm just going to leave this button over here. <laughs> and they push still, it. And whatever. they still put his ass in jail. Yeah. They totally got well, him on illegal. camera saying, "Yeah, but if someone on camera is starting to get legal around the world, though, that's what I'm saying. So that, that does that why you know they'd have to kind of let him out, right? Is Kevorkian still alive? I don't know. I don't think he's. Alive. I don't know. It's I been a while since heard about Kevorkian. You got the Google machine. <laughs> the Google to, machine. We're finding Reverend Pickle. We'll find Kevorkian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got to be old as shit if he is. Yeah, for sure. Well, figuring he was old as shit in the '80s when he was doing it. Yeah. That's uh, died June 3rd, 2011. Okay. <laughs> Pakistan. <laughs> I just took that off the board. <laughs> I never got the results I wanted out of it. There's a four-minute, twenty-two-second YouTube video that looks kind of interesting of before he's in jail in Detroit talking about assisted suicides. So yeah, I think the difference between don't worry, I just I just mix this drug and you put the button right there, you push if, it. If there's movie TV shows about him called Doctor Death and a date with Kavorkian, <laughs> a date with Kavorkian. It didn't end well. I mean, he took you out to dinner, but didn't finish in the end. <laughs> At least he paid for the meal, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Fuck my wife. Fuck my wife, please. <laughs> I told you if you set me up, please. <laughs> I guess to try to keep him out of prison, his, uh, his lawyer tried to tell the people that he was uh, terminally ill with hepatitis. He would contracted while doing research on blood transfusion, so he's doing research on himself. Motherfucker. That's some crazy shit, man. That's, yeah. That might be a whole episode that you should have yeah, to Yeah, we we'll probably add him to the list of things to do, too. So Michael Swango came, was was born and raised in Quincy, and then became... Uh, he was born in Tacoma, Washington, okay. and then raised in Quincy. There you go. It says right, it says right here, born in Tacoma, Washington, raised in Quincy. Um, he became... Quincy, Illinois? Quincy, yeah. Illinois, yeah. He. Um, That's like Missouri. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, it's really right, Missouri, right? Uh, no, it's on the other side of the river. He went to he went to <laughs> Vietnam, came back home. Um, he was valid, valedictorian of the 1972 Quincy Catholic Boys High School class. Um, he served in the Marines. Uh, went to went to Vietnam, like I said. Came back and worked as an ambulance driver at Adams County Ambulance Service. And um, ended up getting developing a fascination with dying patients, and um, he, he also had it in common with Gacy driving an ambulance in Springfield too. <laughs> yeah. These are just gonna butt together. I think all these things are eventually just gonna kiss up next to each other. He ended up going. Well, to let's go Springfield, Illinois, serial killer. <laughs> so far, the. Um, where where was I at here? I'm looking at it. Uh, so he <coughs> Springfield, Illinois serial killer. Yeah, he worked as an ambulance driver in Am Adams County. Um, and shit, man, Springfield just got shitty ambulance drivers, don't they? I mean, <laughs> well, they do. Okay, so and then recently with the with the one guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the one people in jail, or, right? Yeah. My God. Hey, he he wouldn't settle down. They had to put him that way. I don't believe that. I don't either, but no. I, don't, I, I mean, think that, they could have gave him a shot of some shit to calm him down, probably. That's his story. 
So he, Swango, ended up going to Southern Illinois University together to uh, study uh, medicine, become a doctor. Um, I guess he never really went through. He just was more interested in working as an ambulance driver at that point. He would go to work, and then his colleagues would would notice, like, after he brought something in or made coffee, that a few of them would get sick. Yeah. And eventually, they kind of realized that he was poisoning his colleagues along with some of the patients, I guess. So he was he was arrested by the Quincy Police Department, and uh, they found arsenic and other poisons in his possession, and he was sentenced to five years in uh, federal prison. Is that shit you can only get from, like, hospitals, right? Arsenic, you can't even get, like, yeah, there's no therapeutic use for arsenic. You can... I don't know how you would make it, but you can you can, can get synthesize it. Yeah. Yeah. Poison. I mean, it's like when Walter Wright made ricin. I mean, chemists can make whatever yeah, they need. I guess, but probably rat poison. I would say more than anything you Which, can get it out of. It did say in his thing too. He uh, he won. Arsenic, probably, yeah. He won, or he got a uh, chemist award when he graduated from Quincy University. He probably just synthesized it himself. Yeah. What year was this? Uh, this from, was in the eighties. Okay, yeah. never mind. I was not one time like a long, long time ago with like, like, like when alcohol was illegal, you'd get like arsenic in a can and it was like powder and shit. Hmm. I don't know if what they used it for back then, I but I know you could get it. There I were mean, less regulations on shit. You could get away with buying a headache powder. <laughs> Just kill me, please. I can't stand this fucking headache no more. No, it was probably used for something like rat poisoning or something like that, but it just came more pure than what it does now, I guess, probably. Like, straight arsenic rather than fucking a pellet that could still kill you. Yeah. Or at least make you extremely fucking sick. Well, like, um, what happens in with, with uh, like, rat poison, it's warfarin. It's a blood thinner. And that will, um, they actually do use um, warfarin. And that, uh, as, a, a, it's actually Coumadin is what the name of the medicine is. And then uh, its generic name is warfarin, which is what uh, the, the rat pellets is. Um, but uh, Do you ever come across anyone's like poisoned by shit like that before? Uh, you know, actually, I want to say that I have that said that they've ingested some rat poison because they knew that. Um, and trying to kill herself with it. And yeah, she got to take it over time. I, I mean, unless you were to eat like a mass amount of it, you probably. can eat a bunch of it, and it would it would uh, you would kind of start bleeding out internally. <clears> just so seen, does poison um, control go directly to you guys sometimes? No, actually, poison control is their own pocket situation. But they don't they just act- instantly start forwarding it as soon as they say something like arsenic, they're on the forward. Nope. So what they'll do is they'll they'll actually uh, they'll give you a... Um, if you're a personal person or a personal person, like you're a civilian calling in saying, well, this is a situation. Well, they'll advise you what to do. If they advise you to go to the hospital, they'll actually tag a number to your case and then they'll follow you through the ER, say... Because then the ER will have to report it and say, well, okay, this person came in with this ingestion. And they said that they have this account number, so we just tag along to that that report. It's really, um, uh, th- th- I don't know, so it's kind of strange that you picked all of this because at the same time right now, it's pretty much dead. Yeah. Uh, at the same time right now, I believe it's in California or maybe Arizona, someplace out west. There is a man whose wife is, ha, was arrested. I seen it on my Facebook videos when I was watching it. His wife was arrested for just what? Just that poisoning him? 
she was uh, I'm not sure what she was poisoning with it. it said some it was a cleaning supply I'm not sure exactly what the cleaning supply was she was uh, putting it in like his his, uh, his drink in the morning she's making his drink for him before he'd leave the house or whatever is like his, his juice or his mixed his mixed drink or whatever he's taking with him to go to work and uh-huh. shit and he was getting sick and going back and forth to the hospital and they were like kind of like eh, I can't figure out what it is you're getting sick right. with or whatever and so um that's also the women's favorite way to kill. For whatever reason, I'm not sure why he decided to set a camera up that his wife didn't know about. And she fucking has his cup sitting there and fucking she clearly takes fucking like his drink, puts it in there, puts cleaner in it, and then fucking puts more drink on top of it and like mixes it together. And he comes out to get ready to go for work. She's like, here's your drink, honey, and gives him a kiss and fucking hands it to him. And he walks out the door and fucking leaves with this fucking, with this cup he leaves with every day. Probably his coffee or... Sure, yeah. I don't know, whatever his, his juice that he drinks in the morning. I don't know what the fuck well, ever... Yeah. Well, that's like when you watch forensic but files and all that. And they, they'll sit there and be like, oh, they just makes antifreeze with Gatorade and it's got the sweet taste and you don't even notice it. So obviously, you know, he fucking turned, reported it or whatever. And then now she's trying to say that fucking like, you know, I, I believe like he, she, it was an abusive relationship and fuck, she didn't think there's any other way out and blah, blah, blah. And shit. So like, she's trying you fucking tried to kill him. <laughs> you straight up tried to poison him and kill him. You got caught on camera doing it. Like. Wow. But it's how nice she's being to him when he's leaving and all yeah. that. And it's like, it totally doesn't look like one of them relationships where... Maybe, you know, maybe, but I don't Bitches. Know, Sounds like she just wanted to get him for it cuz I get whatever job he's got, he he was saying he gets he gets pretty good life insurance. Oh yeah, so yeah. So they're thinking that it's a deal maybe. where she was going to try to kill him by oh he got sick and died, could have been covid. It would have been easier just to push him down the stairs and say I tripped on the dog. (laughs) Well, I don't think there. Whatever she was using was just making him sick. It wasn't like over time. I guess over years and years, it probably would have eventually killed him. But whatever it was, was wasn't making him was making him sick enough to have to go to the hospital, but not making him sick enough to. And then for whatever reason, like he's. I guess you put two and two together after a while. I started doing his own investigation. I was like, well, the only time I really get six and, you know, after I have this drink in the morning and da-da-da. Kathy makes my coffee. But why morning, would she want to kill me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. And then for whatever fucked off reason, he was like, you know what? She said something to me that was off this morning. I'm going to hand the camera up and see what the fuck happens. What how wild would that be when you get home from work and check your camera and you actually see... That you're right, that your fucking wife's pouring like Clorox into your coffee in the morning before she's handing it to I you. don't know, man. It's fucked up. That's a mystery. <laughs> 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 it makes, makes me not want to get married, that's for fucking sure. <laughs> but it's well, legit I mean, women's favorite way to kill people. Like, that's the Black Widow's way to kill. Mm-hmm. Because it's no physical involvement, it's easy to sneak. And if they do the right drug combinations, it's like almost undetectable <laughs> in an autopsy. It's fucked up. Yeah, man. Painful death. Uh, so this Michael Swango went to medical school at SIU uh, in Springfield. Uh, well, SIU. It would have been Carbondale. Carbondale, yeah. I've no, been there party a couple times. I never went to school there, but I've been to their campus. Yeah. He uh, displayed some troubling behavior while, S- uh, while at SIU. Although he's a brilliant student, he preferred to work on the ambulance, like I said, and rather than concentrate on his own actual studies for being a, a medical student, um, he developed a fascination with dying patients, and that was observed while he was working at the ambulance service. Um, many of Swango's assigned patients ended up coding or suffering life-threatening emergencies with at least five of them dying. Um, so at least five people while he was employed at this place died potentially while under his, under his care, right? Cool. His la his, um, Snowboy, no. his approach to his studies caught up with him and before he was due to graduate, it was discovered that he had faked a bunch of his clinical time and his OB rotation 
and um, some of his fellow students had suspected that he was faking his checkups as early as his second year in med school. He's, um, he was he was too busy watching people die he instead was, of going to look at vaginas. Yeah, yeah. He would rather watch people old people die in the ambulance than watch, look at um, vaginas all day. So he was ex- nearly expelled, wasn't expelled, um, but uh, allowed to remain with one member of the committee voting to give him a second chance. Um, and uh, at the time, I guess a unanimous vote was required for the student to be dismissed from school. Um, so he re- he slid in just by the skin of his teeth and was able to continue. What? Um, he was able to graduate one year after after his entering classmates on the condition that he repeat his OB rotation and complete the several assignments in the other specialties. Um, Despite a very poor evaluation from his dean's letter in SIU, Swango gained his surgical internship at Ohio State University Medical Center um, doing a residency in neurosurgery. Um, he worked at Rhodes Hall, OSU. Nurses noticed that apparently healthy patients had been dying mysteriously with alarming frequency. Each time, Swango had been the dove, had been the floor intern, and one nurse caught him injecting some, quote, medicine into a patient who later became strangely ill. Um, yeah. Just give him a little extra morphine and take the edge off, that's all. Yeah. He asked for it. What the fuck? You watched him do it, and then, like, it got ill, but I didn't think nothing of it. Right, and that's... This is like your intern doctor. So you're a nurse. You've been a nurse for X amount of years. You know, like... This is, you know, your apprentice doctor coming in working under a resident and you see him just stab a patient with a with a fucking syringe and just inject something. Yep. Like, <laughs> you no. don't even ask. Don't even say anything. Oh, yep. got sick. I, was, I don't know what's going on. I was carrying the needle across the floor and I tripped. <laughs> yeah, like, just, are you uh, sure it's not because you jabbed that guy earlier like, with the needle? Don't you have like the Hippocratic Oath or some shit? Like. But that's you, like, have to yeah, actually take care of the patient, I guess. Had, but, um, I don't know when they have but, like, that. You, that's An like, oath only works when you actually believe in it. When so was that he shit didn't imp- give a fuck. When was that shit implemented <laughs> Or, like, anyway. you make it up, like, his former presidents are claiming. When was that shit implemented anyway? Might even not have the Hippocratic Oath. By uh, the well, that's that's been, yeah, that's that's been since Greek time. Oh, okay. It's been around for a long, long time. And it's... It's weird that back in Greek times, they're like, hey, whatever happens here is between me and you and no one else knows. We don't... <laughs> means we, doctors were checking buttholes for fun back in the day. <laughs> hey. This is the yeah. way. <laughs> I think I need to tell my husband. I think I need to tell my husband about this. No, nope. you're fine. Hey, remember, no, no, no. what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> or, well, Gre- or Greece, too, apparently. A lot of hysteria was solved in doctor's offices back in the day with the, you know. Sure was. Hysterical love lines. I've read, I've read that back in the day, back in the day now, women would have, um, if they were depressed, things like that, they would get sent to the doctors to get an orgasm. To help them Hysteria, with their, buddy. to help them with their headache and shit. Yeah. They would go to the doctor, and the doctor would be flick that bean for them because <laughs> <laughs> their man couldn't get the job done. Couldn't do it. This is the way. But being a doctor in like they, the twenties and thirties is probably the dude, shit. People blame like the fall of like Greece and Rome on like gay orgies and stuff like that. <laughs> there was a lot of because that there was a lot more open sexuality back uh, then. They didn't of, give a fuck. There was a lot of child fucking that was going on too. Well, back yeah, then. yeah, that's. That's beyond besides the point, but it's funny what like what it was back then. So different than uh, where well, we're I mean, at nowadays. Uh, if you were a certain class, you didn't even wear clothes back then. You so didn't have it to depend on classes uh, how you guys how what the clo- if you wore clothes or not. Motherfuckers, most okay. people ran around their buttholes out all the time. 
Okay. That's why I didn't live long. It was a better time. Sickness. Yep. I, don't know if it was <laughs> I mean, it was yep. simpler. I don't know if it was better or not. Well, I if, mean, if they had the modern shit we got now, and people was living like that now, it'd be weird. But yeah, uh, mm. it's such an interesting like the world insane. What's well, crazy the to think technology is that, that we have, like we were talking about, not being around before Google, like. Mm. We think back to it, and it's like, yeah, that sucked. Well, it's mm. also crazy to I think is that... I was busy playing Oregon Trail. Well, it's also no, it didn't. I was about to say that. We're, we're playing Oregon Trail. It didn't <laughs> suck. What also is crazy to think is that when people were running around like naked and there was like, you know, Roman times, that the earth's been around like like four or five billion years longer than that even. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what was going on yeah. before those motherfuckers? We, humans have only been around for like a couple... Hundred thousand, yeah, big naked dinosaurs, giants, bro, giants, not dinosaurs, like, giants. Well, uh, dinosaurs were giant, millions. Big, naked dinosaur cocks. There might have been dinosaurs too, but there was, there was giants. billion years old. There was giants at one time, <laughs> not six thousand. So I guess, I guess the nurses did report this to the administrators. So nurses ended up reporting. They're, they're like, hey, this fucking. This fucking intern stabbing people on the floor here with medicine. He doesn't tell me what it is, uh, and they're getting sick. So I don't. So interns aren't allowed to give people medicine like that. Just stabbing them in the fucking. That's that's probably like what Dick does. He was practicing. It was a placebo. It was okay. I bet he tells people that too. Hey, can I practice on you? I would never. (laughs) I would never let that motherfucker stab me me with a needle. He told me he's giving people shots, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here." (laughs) They must need help. I might be able to get a job if they're letting you give people shots. Yeah. So they reported their concerns um, that they were met with accusations of paranoia. Uh, Swanga was cleared by a cursory investigation in 84. However, his work had been so... Um, uh, hang on, I'm losing my place here. Uh, they, he pulled, they pulled his residency offer after the in- internship ended in June. It emerged in OSU. Officials uh, feared that Swango would sue if he was fired without cause and resolved to... Quietly push him out of the hospital as soon as possible after his internship ended. So after your internship, we're not going to offer you shit. You just go ahead and leave. So just get the fuck out. He gets his medical internship done, goes back in July of '84, returns to Quincy, becomes working as an EMT at the Adams County Ambulance Corps again. Even though he had been fired recently from an ambulance service in Springfield for making a heart patient walk to the hospital, drive themselves to the hospital. (laughs) No, you're fine. You can drive. It's okay. You're fine. If anything happens, just hold your chest really hard and then hope for the best. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He uh, soon many of the paramedics on staff began noticing that whenever Swango Swango prepared the coffee or brought any food in. Several of them became violently ill with no apparent cause. Uh, October of that year, Swango was arrested by Quincy Police Department after arsenic and other poisons were found in his possession. On August 23, 1985, Swango was convicted of aggravated battery for poisoning co-workers. He was sentenced to five years uh, imprisonment. So, he serves his time. He's, he's, um, he goes he, to school yeah, further. I think he went to school further. And then, um, so this motherfucker got caught jabbing up people, has residency, residency pulled, and then was like, "Yeah, hey, let's go back to school for a little while longer, and then I'll come back again." Well, he so he finishes in his internship as a, as a doctor, but doesn't go on to be a doctor. Okay. Goes okay. back and becomes an EMT at Adams County in in Quincy. Okay, I missed that. And then um, it's kind of a backtrack for him. Like I don't know what like he just didn't didn't try to become a doctor at that point, or or what. Well, think about how much. Easier access he has to emergency patients as an EMT. 
That, sure. that like, I the only guess people also, you um, see are people having issues. Mm-hmm. Maybe a normal thinking, doctor, even an emergency room doctor, may not be seeing that kind of patient mm-hmm. all the time. I guess, or maybe, and it's thinking, harder to keep track of some of the stuff you guys do. Yeah, it, it really especially back in the a day lot of, or, oh, or yeah. maybe he was just thinking the doctors have too much responsibility and are too watched all the time. You know, well, that too, well he, he didn't before. do a very good job in his internship, but like he didn't, I didn't look like he actively sought out any other employment after this. He just went back to being an EMT at the Adams County in Quincy. So I don't know if he Imagine just decided dude, to take it easy. You get to easy. a massive wreck or something, you're about half dead, and that dude rolls up on you like, "Hey, buddy, you need some he saving." He gets to take credit for that kill, man. <laughs> Injects you in the neck with something and you just fucking die. And then he's Injects there and like, you oh, with like, oh, he was dead when I got here. An empty uh, syringe full of air right into the vein. Maybe that gives someone a heart attack. Maybe he just grabs a knife and jabs or a piece of glass and jabs you in the throat. Like, oh, the glass killed him for <laughs> nothing we could do. He's dead when we got here. Yep. No, they didn't investigate that. Yeah. Like, he was having chest pains. I don't know what happened. He's cut. Why are there stomp marks on his chest? He was on fire. <laughs> we had to put him out. <laughs> Nate, 1989, Swango was released with pri- from prison. He worked as a counselor at the State Career Development Center in Newport News, Virginia. However, he was forced out uh, being caught working on a scrapbook of disasters on work time. It doesn't make sense to me anyways. Why This shit, like, this motherfucker was doing some psycho shit trying to kill people at the hospital. So let's make him the counselor. That's Are smart. You- Stupid. He then worked as a lab tech hey, in Newport News. He went and got rehabilitated. I don't know. That's right. Let's fucking make he the worked guy for who tried to kill people at the counseling. reformatory. He'll give some good counseling on how to kill people. <laughs> yeah. To prisoners, w- like that's smart. Yeah. That's well, reforming. That's where you, where you go to school. Them college for prison. Yeah. Okay. College for criminals. You, been, you, you talked for ten minutes about Pastor Pickle. Come on. <laughs> sure he did. Yeah, but he, he didn't did. get out to fucking. He didn't get out to decide to murder more motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, he worked as a lab tech at New in in Virginia at some place called ATI Cole. Um, during their time, he uh, several employees sought medical attention with complaints of persistent and increasing stomach pains. Around the time, Swango met Kristen Kenny, Kristen Lynn Kenny, a nurse at Riverside Hospital. The couple fell in love and planned to marry. He was employed until 1991. He resigned his position to seek out a new position as a doctor. He just moved from. I'm just gonna go be a doctor now. <laughs> I don't know. He was just working as a lab tech. And now he's trying to go become a doctor. Um, when was this? Like, what This decades? was 89. Okay. 1990. Like, go ahead. So, like, imagine, like, how hard it is nowadays how cops can jump around different districts after they've been di- disciplined here. They can just move to a different police station because they don't have even records nowadays. Mm-hmm. Imagine hospitals back in the 89 before ever, the internet was even interconnected. Sure. How easy it would be to get away with something over here. Uh, they're starting to get a little suspicious. Yeah. Like, you think one person gets suspicious, you instantly jump. And back in the 80s... It was it was easy to but, just... You just trusted oh, people to put like, down the truth on well, when they're filling It's out the golden form, age right? of serial killers for this, a reason. This, this dude did shit in five different states. Right? It, it states talking to each other back then? Yeah. They don't even talk to each other now. I doubt hospitals were contacting yeah, each other back then unless it was about... Well, there's no... The internet was barely... I mean, just in general, it's like like police stations in different states didn't talk to each other like they do now. Like they probably hospitals, now. unless someone was looking for records, they don't really talk to you gotta each remember, other. Gotta remember, it's the seventh or the eighth amendment is states' rights. You well, know, I don't talk to each I, other. I'm just mean. No. Nowadays, everything's digital, so it, if, if, and even if, now they don't talk. If to If someone other did digital. something in Iowa and then did a crime in Illinois, whatever crime they did in Iowa is going to pop up when they pop up their name for what they're looking for in Illinois. Now, back in Maybe. the '80s and the '70s, now. 
it will. Back Not in if the, it's some local warrants won't show up because they won't show up on states. I bet everything. states will go across. I, I imagine when it comes to the cops nowadays, every piece of crime you do pops up in any state whenever, you're, whenever your name gets rolled. So, But back in the 80s There's and before that, out there they didn't have that type of a database for things like that. So you had to physically call... And ask like, "Hey, did this dude fucking kill people in Iowa?" <laughs> yeah. not, not, like, <laughs> and if so, could you get could you like fax us that? Well, we had or we don't have any faxes. A list you're of talking about you talking about databases and all that. Now all I can think of is Seth Rogen and fucking uh, super bad. We thought that everything was just going to be covered in semen, and there was going to be a giant sperm bank that. <laughs> just let you know. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Maybe he got, had like a quota. He felt he had to hit at each place. Once he hits like three, he's like, yeah. He, he like peak climax. And he's like, all right, time to get the fuck out of here. Because I know at four, they start getting a little suspicious. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That could be. You could be right. So he's employed at this uh, ATI coal until 1991, where he resigns to, and then goes on to try and become a doctor later on. So that same year, he legally changes his name to David J. Adams and tried to apply for a residency program in Ohio Valley Medical Center in Wheeling, West Virginia. In 1992, he began working at Stanford USD Medical Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. In both cases, Swango forged several legal documents that he used to reestablish himself as a physician and a respected member of society. He forged a fact sheet from the Illinois Department of Corrections that falsified his criminal record, stating that he had been convicted of a misdemeanor for getting into a fist fight with a coworker and received six months in prison rather than the five years for felony poisoning that he had served. That had to have been a hell of a fist fight to get six months in prison. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Did you? Well, if he was already on um, probation or whatever, then that probably. Would've. This would have been his first encounter with the law. Oh, okay. Well, so it would have been. It's right. what it's his story of covering up that he was convicted of a felony for poisoning people. <clears throat> did you uh, did you kill a motherfucker like, like he, Nicholas Cage and Con Air? Is he, that what you did? He would have had to. He had a passion. It would have had to been a severe. It was self defense. I thought that would have like he was a lethal weapon. Like that, he was a great brain. <laughs> that would have entailed him like punching. He a cop, was innocent. You know. I think it's it, a registered weapon. Yeah. Damn right. It's not his fault. They're going to beat up his wife. They're a free 99. I will go to my grave. That man was innocent. They landed a fucking But he's also friends with Cyrus the damned virus. <laughs> what's, he, what's he saying in uh, Joe Dirt? This is my mic. This is my backup mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mic check. Mic check. I don't want no feedback. <laughs> How about you go over there and practice falling down? I'll be there in a minute. Check one, check two. <laughs> I was yep. like when that dude shoves him into the fucking into the closet thing. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's Joe Dierte. Hey, don't, don't try, try and church, church it up, up. dirt. <laughs> Damn it. You can tell we yeah. all think that's a classic because we all know people like that because we're from a bit. When that dog gets its balls and frozen to the porch, I fucking die laughing. Oh, and that dog's time. like, Marvel! He's got the spatula. Fucking got the spatula and shit. Fucking, hey, I can see your boobies from up here. Hey, boss, I'm going on break. I can see down your shirt. I got the poopy on me. So after forging all these great legal documents, um, uh, most states won't give a medical license to a violent felon. So that's why you do all this stuff. Considering such a conviction to be evidence of unprofessional conduct, he forged a restoration of civil rights letter from Virginia Governor Gerald L. Bayless. I can't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, falsely stating that Bayless had decided to restore Swango's right to vote 
and serve on a jury based on, quote, reports from friends and colleagues that he had committed no further crimes after his, quote, misdemeanor and was leading a, quote, exemplary lifestyle. Here's the important part. Was he a JC? <laughs> you never looked that shit up, did you? <laughs> no mention of JC uh, oh, attendance. Damn. I can't, I can, we can neither confirm nor deny this. No, no, no stag films. No stag films mentioned. He might have been involved in some, I don't know, some snuff films. You guys be watching stag films at your JC's parties or what? No, unfortunately. Nope. <sighs> I actually gotten, have no idea what we're talking shit's about. Shit's gotten way too PC then. It's, yeah, it's these goddamn liberals. They want I, a fucking, they want a lifestyle they can't have. You know what? All they want to do is smoke weed every day. You know what? It's time someone should Gacy it up. It's <laughs> time someone should just bring Gacy back. Well, I don't know about okay. that. They should gay seat up. You should bring Kentucky uh, Fried Chicken and Stag Films and six packs of beer to your next, <laughs> yeah, to your next yes. meeting and see how well that goes over. Yeah, yeah. I would if I was nope. still involved. Uh, it's been a few years. Don't don't forget your pair of handcuffs and the handcuffs. Yes, the the, the trifecta, the KFC Stag Films. And go dress as a clown. Of course. I'm only gonna let you put the handcuffs on me though for a famous bull motherfucker. I can only what? promise you a drumstick. I'm out. All right. What? Sorry. It's original recipe, so. I want extra crisp. What? Swango. Where? Okay, so. A two-piece with a biscuit. So he establishes this and reputation at Sanford um, when he attempts to join the AMA, the Medical American Medical Association. Um, they conducted a more thorough background check. And um, they figured out he's a big fucking liar. <laughs> found out about the poisoning conviction. Yeah, yeah. And motherfucker. <laughs> um, so th that Thanksgiving that year, that day, the Discovery Channel airs an episode of Justice Files that includes a segment on Swango. Amid the AMA report and calls from frightened colleagues, Sanford then fired Swango. Um, he goes back to Virginia and starts suffering migraines after, um, oh, his wife, Kenny, the, 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 the nurse that he meet, meets, goes back to Virginia, starts suffering from violent migraines. And then after she left Swango, the headache stopped. So maybe possibly poisoning his wife as well. Um, That's a mystery. <laughs> the AMA temporarily lost track of him. Who managed to find a he made a, he managed to find a place in the psychiatric residency program at the Stony Brook University School of Medicine in New York. His first rotation was in internal medicine department, the internal medicine department, the Veterans Fair, the VA Medical Center in Northport, New York. It's probably the easier place to get in uh, as a doctor because at a VA, just put on a. They're very underfunded. Very underfunded and, and don't probably a little bit looser. Overworked. Somebody and, has a little PTSD. Yeah. They you, they start yelling. You can be like, dude, they're just tripping out about what the fuck happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these are just people to take advantage of yeah. that are easier yeah. to get away with. So once again, his patients become dying. Became dying. Hang on. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 I don't know if I should say. All right, that. veterans started dying. <laughs> Once again, his patients started dying for no podcast for no explicable reason. Certain podcast, almost sorry. No, you're fine. We're gonna we're gonna clip this out. <laughs> Ryan's just gonna call me. We're, gonna, we're not gonna, allowed gonna, to be on the next episode. <laughs> he learned how to edit. We're gonna get a phone call later. I can't you show fucking, up and you're smack not my phone out of my hand. And tell me I'm not allowed anymore. You can't fucking do this. 
No, um, his patients use, start we're dying. Gonna, we're going to use your house, but you can't come. Yeah, we're going to kick you out every time we have to record. Sorry. Damn it. Four months later, um, no, Kenny bring- died by suicide. His wife, the, the, the nurse, died by suicide. And arsenic was found in her body at the time of her death. Again, this man has history of, of arsenic poisoning his colleagues, which, well, at this stage in his life, the AMA is only now finding out about. The American Music Association? Yeah, yeah. no, American Medical Association. But yeah. yeah, they won his uh, record of the year back. They won his Grammy back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's working at a psychiatric, he's working at a psychiatric residency. Bleh, holy shit. He's working in New York as a psychiatric res- resident. And yeah, um, the fucker was everywhere. Yeah, he goes all over the place. Yeah, it's like five different states. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and now he's about to leave the, he's about to leave the country that's too. That's not counting the ones he crossed to get to those states that he stayed on, you know. Yeah. You know if he stopped and needed a job someplace and found a small clinic someplace. Um his but, mother-in-law, yeah. uh Shannon Cooper was horrified to find out that a person with Shango's <laughs> history could be allowed to practice medicine. So she contacted a friend of her daughter's, his former wife, who was a nurse at Sanford, who turned and alerted Sanford's dean, Robert Talley, to Swango's whereabouts. Um, Talley then telephoned Jordan Cohen, a dean at Stony Brook. Under intense questioning from the head of Stony Brook Psychiatric Department, Alan Miller, Swango admitted that he had lied about his poisoning conviction in Illinois, and he was immediately fired. The public outcry resulted in Cohen and Miller being forced to resign before the end of the year. Before he resigned, Cohen sent a warning about Swango to all 125 medical schools, all 1,000 teaching hospitals across the United States, effectively blacklisting Swango from getting a medical residency at any American institution. So since that latest incident took place at a Veterans Affairs facility, federal authorities got involved. Um, and so he drops out of sight until about mid-94 when he, the FBI found out he was living in Atlanta and working as a chemist at a computer equipment company, Wastewaters Facility. So he was uh, working with chemicals the whole time, figuring out how the right levels to be able to fucking inject someone to kill a motherfucker, probably. Well, no. Access to all that shit the whole entire time. When he was in college, he won an award for chemistry. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he was allowed to sit with all that shit, so he could come up with the perfect cocktail to kill a motherfucker with because he's got access to all those chemicals 100% of the time. He could probably steal a lot of that shit, too. And there's so much stock of that stuff and extra that people might not notice a fucking jar of this and a jar of that missing. And then at home, you get a whole cabinet full of fucking goodies. Yeah. So as he's working at this at this computer equipment company, the FBI alerts the company. Swango then gets arrested for lying on his job application. The FBI obtained a warrant charging Swango with using fraudulent cred- credentials to gain entry to a Veterans Affairs hospital. By that time, Swangle had fled the country. In November of 94, he settled Cecil's in... Take a wild guess where this guy's at. Mm, I know, but... The Congo. <laughs> Fuck, Cl- close. Close. Zimbab- close. Zimbabwe. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say... I had no... <laughs> I, was, I was thinking he snuck back into the United States. Well, I must have seen him from a power flying. <laughs> he settles in Zimbabwe. Ain't hey, nobody's gonna check on you there, really. No, I guess not. Uses forged documents to obtain a job. I was say probably not hard to get forged documents. At some uh, Lutheran mission hospital in the center of the country. Oh, he, st- wow. he started killing them over there. Yeah, patients begin dying mysteriously as a result of suspicions of Doctor Christopher Zasiri, the medical director there. Swango was suspended. Was suspended. 
Because of the failure to perform adequate autopsies, no firm conclusions can Unfor- be drawn. Unfortunately, over there, he, <laughs> unfortunately over there, he didn't even have to actually use probably poisons to kill them. All he had to do was actually feed them because they don't. Like when you watch all those commercials yeah. for for pennies a day, you can feed this child or whatever. Yeah. The, the bad part is if you actually fed them the amount of food that they were supposed to eat when they haven't <laughs> ate that, they would probably die. Yeah. The laws are a lot different over there too, so it's a lot easier to skip on, skip around, and get out of things like that shit over there too. It's you know? also a lot cheaper. Like yeah. a they dollar eat. here is not the dollar over yeah, there. Right, right, right. And they eat just especially rice in the 80s. and whatever. I guess early nineties. Oh yeah. During his suspensions, Swango hired a lawyer, David Colthart, to enable him to cl- return to clinical practice. He also appealed to the authorities at um, Pilo Hospital. Uh, I can't pronounce that. I'm really. So um, you fled the country, but then you want to be reinstated? <laughs> well, he gets suspended in, in Zimbabwe, so he finds a lawyer to reinstate to, to practice in Zimbabwe, I guess. Um, to allow him in the interim to continue working voluntarily there. However, this was opposed by um, a, <laughs> yeah, a buddy, surgical resident. We can't resident. pay or put you on the books because you, you kill people, but if you want to work here for free, <laughs> totally. We need help. That's fine. We're desperate we for help help over help. here. We need help. Oh, man. A surgical resident um, opposed him. Um, and he f- I guess he found him snooping around mysteriously in the wards and in the in ICU. Even when not on call, he had suspected that sudden deaths of some patients were due to Swango, but had no proof at that stage of the game. Uh, so yeah, he um, at this he rents a room at some um, from some widowed woman who subsequently became violently sick after a meal that she had prepared for herself and a friend. Um, she consulted a local surgeon who suspected arsenic poisoning and persuaded uh, her to send nope. hair samples for forensic just, analysis. Just a little salmonella. It was okay. No, it's fine. So she sends this her hair to Pretoria, South Africa for uh, analysis. I was going to say, you send that hair off. These clippings confirm toxic levels of arsenic mm-hmm. in her hair. The lab results were passed on by the Zimbabwe Republic Police Criminal Investigation Department through the Interpol to the FBI, who subsequently visited Zimbabwe to interview Cotton and pathologists um, who worked alongside to talk about it. Um, in the meantime, Swango had sensed that the authorities were closing in on him, and he closed the border to Zambia. He crossed the border to Zambia and subsequently to Nambia, where he mm. found temporary medical work there. A lot of BS. He he was charged in absentia with poison tea. With, with hang on a second, absentia no in absentia with trial in absentia, which is it's a criminal proceeding of court of law. Who is subject to person who is subject to is not physically present at those proceedings. So, so yeah, he's skipping court. He was he was trialed tried in absentia with poison poisonings. A lot of um, is over there. What the fuck's yeah. that about? Zambia, Nambia, and then charged. In absentia. <laughs> Say that shit. Say that three times fast. Um, nope. He then applied for a job at the Royal Hospital in Saudi Arabia using a false resume. Blood money. Fucking l- everywhere. This dude is fucking everywhere. Yeah, he's been all over. Fuck up. Five states, you said, right, Brent? That's what I'm saying. Imagine how many he could have uh, gotten away L- with L- in just Illinois, each time. New York, Ohio, South Dakota, West Virginia. And then... Ambia, Nambia, uh, Nar- Narnia, <laughs> just Narnia. Yeah, I'm pretty man. sure Oz. Uh, maybe uh, Mickey Mouse House. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, no, a lot of places. No, a Mickey lot of fucking Cl- places. No, no Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> a lot of places. So while all this was happening, 
chief investigator for the uh, Office of Inspector General of the Department of Veterans Affairs, Tom Valerie, consulted with uh, a forensic pathologist named Charlene Thomason because of her considerate ec- uh, expertise in the situation. She was able to review documents and evidence and gave a criminal profile to Shago along with her assessment of why he had committed such crimes. So whoever did this crime would probably look like this or be this type of person. She's profiling it just off of the evidence or finding out the crime scenes. Um, she, Valerie was called by the FBI to, to discuss holding him, I guess. I'm not sure they found him along with your assessment. Why is he... Let me, we're going to, we're going to edit this part here. Um, It's not really clear on exactly what happens here because she says Valerie was called to the FBI to discuss holding Swango. He called Richard Thomason, who then stations the DEA's Manhattan field office to discuss opening, to discuss the case. Thompson's conversation focused on Swangle lying on his government application to work at the Veterans Affairs Office where he prescribed narcotic medications. That was enough evidence for Immigration and Naturalization Services to arrest Swango in June of 97 on a layover at Chicago and O'Hare International on his way to Saudi Arabia. Um, faced with hard evidence of his fraudulent activities and the possibility of extended inquiry into his time in Zimbabwe, Swango, Swango pleaded guilty to defrauding the government in March of 1998. In July of 1998, he was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. The sentencing judge ordered sw- that Swango not be allowed, or allowed to prepare or deliver food or have any involvement in preparing or distributing drugs. Eat shit, Derek. <laughs> yeah. Still, though, I don't know. I can't understand why it's like, all right, well, let's limit him to what he touches. He kills people. Let's let him have a job. <laughs> like, he doesn't, not going to steal the shit. I mean, this dude's been state hopping, like, world hopping, like, got a lot of knowledge. I get it, but, like, still, what the fuck? Well, that's pretty much the end of his story, pretty much, right? Because he. Yeah, it just really kind of goes he on. Takes, he takes a plea deal, and he's serving three consecutive life sentences in yep. prison. Yep. Or are they going to give him the gas or some shit? Nope, just serving life. So what do you take a plea deal for? So he doesn't have to... So he doesn't have four uh, life sentences, or what? <clears throat> a get, plea deal gets him probably off either the death chance sentence. of parole? That's why I asked, did he have the death sentence? But he said no, it was just I life. don't know. I didn't, I didn't catch that. Uh, There's... The way you asked it. You, you know, he knows parole? he's... Like, if he knows he's God, he's just like, it's yeah, not but, worth the time. That's what I'm saying is what play, take a plea deal for what? So one of those states that he did that shit in. Basically, he probably didn't he, want lethal he, injection. He took, he took a plea deal saying that he killed three people instead of killing like 60. Well, the thing is when that, since he killed people in different states, he would have had to go on trial in each one of those states, not I mean, just in one state. So he would have had to go to trial in Illinois, on trial in New York, on trial yeah. in... Yeah. They, well, if they want already, to, but a lot of the states would be like, he's already He already, gone ser- he already served all this shit for Illinois. And that doesn't count like... Would they have made him go and like for the shit he did in Saudi Arabia? Would they have? Because they, they cut his head off over there. Fuck yeah, they would. I mean, well, I we doubt we extradite. That's what I say. I doubt we maybe we don't extradite. Like he's this, an American citizen still. I don't mean shit. Well, they don't extradite citizens, especially mm. when they're that's be not true. Murdered over there. That's not true. But he, they probably are all. It, it saves money to be like he's already in prison. Why are we going to take him to trial when we know he'll just be guilty again? <clears throat> it all it does is give closure to I families. Know. I do know America. Will and if he's admitted to any of these, that gives closure already. America 100 percent extradite people back to other countries for their, for their crimes, though. But not Americans. Yeah, they will. 
the dude that got caned in the nineties too. The dude that got caned in the nineties for spitting gum out in Tiananmen Square. Different. I mean, they sent him back on to serve his punishment. Fucking that little boy from Cuba that his parents sent him over here when we were like maybe fifth or sixth grade and the cops raided that house and take that took that little boy and sent him back to his parents like he was a huge Elion deal Elion Gonzalez yeah is that you right? remember that was a huge fucking deal he was deal. an American citizen it do, I mean it doesn't matter like they will take people and send them back if they or send them wherever if they need to like they will they will do that if they deem it worthy like if they know that well, they and it also depends on the country itself if they, they're not an ally with us they're not going to do shit for them well I don't I if don't, you make a crime in Russia and they're like Clint, bring Clint to us we're going to be like fuck off but, no but, I doubt it I think that you, they would probably send you over there you're an American and they're, you're, they're just going to keep you here yeah they'd rather punish you here because they can <laughs> yeah, keep you yeah. in control now nah, we're going to take care of the punishment please thank I you I don't think so and they have the standards of like we have like humanitarian yeah. standards that we're going to let him sit in the cell he gets to watch the view every day. He, he's got sixty minutes with Joy Bear. He's forced to watch the view. His eyes are pried open like they do in Clockwork Orange, and we we supply we supply ah. lubricant drops, Ooh. and that's about all he gets. Nope. And nope. he has to watch Barbara Walters on the View for the yeah the rest nope. of his and perfect time and, and Whoopi. <laughs> nope. And then. We, <laughs> <laughs> it's that with that that Simpsons trope where he, the guy's throwing. I knew no one wanted these naked photos of Whoopi Goldberg, and he throws it in the bottomless pit, and the bottomless pit throws it back I up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So, well, some U.S. treaties address extradition of U.S. citizens. Other countries with other countries, while others do not. However, the U.S., depending on how it feels, may still turn a U.S. citizen over to another country. For extradition, they're gonna send him back like to Saudi Arabia. You don't know that. Depends on the crime, dude. If a motherfucker goes over there and, and kills a bunch of people and then tries down. to escape to America, and it's like, look what I did. Get a phone call, be like, hey, yeah, this uh, motherfucker killed a bunch of innocent people. Hey, uh, send him over here so we can chop his head off. That's be like, what we do. Hey, hey, Vince, how much does the nope. uh, how much does the prince pay you to bring WWE over to Saudi? How much money do you think we can get for sending this motherfucker back? I'd buy that for a dollar. Close. It was $2. Close. It was two three fifty. I'm just saying, you know, we extradite criminals from other countries to here. Like, it doesn't, it makes sense that we would do the same thing, too. I mean, yeah. I think it, I think it matters if you're a natural citizen or not, you know. Be careful with that. I'm not sure if, uh, the what, about this part right here what kind of considerations are taken into place. But, well, that being said, um, this is right at an hour. We've, we did a pretty good job with this. Mr. Swango was a pretty interesting character to talk about. Uh, very nice. Uh, very nice. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Well, maybe he uh, was. He was, <laughs> he was not. He was a. I don't. He doesn't sound like he was a violent criminal, and it doesn't like. No, he let he, people uh, die like, nicely. Did he ever like explain why he decided to do this or anything? Like he never had a reasoning or explanation, or there wasn't like a. His dad beat him when he was little, so he decided to kill people his, at the hospital. He had a bad experience. His grandma uh, told him there's no will to live. His like, brain just broke. A his doctor dad, was mean to him when he was a kid, didn't give him dad, a lollipop. I'm pretty sure his dad was an alcoholic, and he grew up with his mother. So he didn't really have much to do with his dad. <clears throat> that doesn't make sense to me. Why he's like, hey, I'm going to murder people in hospitals. So the the only thing that, we're, that we've seen here uh, regarding his modus operandi, it doesn't really say why. doesn't go into why. It just says he'd rarely changed. He was always um, using arsenic and um, slipping him into people's food. That's kind of what he did. Um, but he maybe he's had a fascination to see how like people's reactions to 
what how much arsenic they could take or some shit. Like I don't you know, know what I mean? Just like, like, fucking, like a kid who picks his nose, you know what I mean? Maybe he just couldn't help himself, had to put arsenic in anything to see what happened. <laughs> it was a compulsory, uh, uh, yeah, he was compulsed. It's strange to me that he's never like, well, I did it because, you know, when I was a little kid and fucking went to the hospital one time, I had a hurt knee and they gave me a Band-Aid and asked him for a lollipop and he told me you to watch. quit being a pussy and smack me. And they gave me arsenic. And then he charged my dad $500. <laughs> And took my shoestrings, told me I couldn't read good. <laughs> so you know what? I said, fuck it. I'm going to go in there and start killing people. Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> no, what happened was he watched The Princess Bride, and he he built a tolerance up to poison, so he wanted to see if other people could do it too. What year did he start doing this then, I guess? Dumbass. 1981. 81, yep. Mm, what horror movies came out in 81? Brit right seems around. to know a lot about this guy. Yeah, what the fuck? It was Brent's I'm, pick. I'm the one that brought it to Ryan. Yeah, Brent, seems like Brent, 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 no, I think Brent just came up with this idea all on his own. Brent. Yeah, and you motherfuckers <laughs> are eating the candy right now. A.K.A. Michael. I'm eating a lot of candy right Wait. now. Hmm. I was trying to install. That's not a joke. It was a hundred. It was fifty percent off at Walmart. It's not not viable. <laughs> well, that's our episode for today. Um, I think we're going to try and get into more some some more angels of death. We'll make a little bit of a maybe a little pocket re- playlist that we're on our re- episode. A, re- a reoccurring theme every yeah. so often. Oh, well, there's so many of them for there's, some fucking weird reason. Like well, I don't get why it's like. Like the popular thing to do is be, pretend like you're going to be a nurse or a fucking nurse aide, well, and then well, they say that people. Well, they say that some of it is just your power over the person that you're uh, taking care of. I guess I don't know. It's you're playing strange. God. Yeah, it's a God complex, and some of them get an adrenaline rush after trying to bring them back on the other side of that too. Like trying to kill them and then bringing them back to yeah, life. Yeah, because then they also—that's a hero syndrome. Because oh, then they get them. all the praise on the backside of it too, and if they just happen to die during, oh shit. Yeah, we did it's everything we could. Yeah. It's a wild take, Mark. I, I straight stuck him with adrenaline straight to the fucking heart. <laughs> he was having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needed it. <laughs> uh, what? I just watched Pulp Fiction. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. God, I love being a turtle. So at, <laughs> as of this recording, we have now we have a, 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 a website. BeyondTheOrdinaryPodcast.com um, You can catch us on Facebook Where you have a Facebook thing um, We're on Reddit There's a subreddit Beyond the Ordinary subreddit I'm not very there very often I think Dick kind of runs that more, more than anything um, Working on some merch I had a couple of shirt sites Shirts ideas And um, I'm hoping to get like a, 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 a section on the website where you can, you can buy episodes and you should get like mankinis and stuff like that. Mankinis beyond the ordinary that <laughs> like, a, like a monokini. Yeah. Like, like Borat a, style, man. Borat style. Yeah. Mm. Very I mean, nice. I mean, you can start doing different colors. Like you can do like galaxy print on the crotch. You should, do, condom. beyond. You should do condoms. <laughs> yeah. Beyond yeah. Your logo as, but you can, but that's how you know how long your dick is if you can see the full logo. Also make extended. A, also make them. <laughs> also make them glow in the dark. Glow in the dark. Well, yeah. Well, irradiate yeah. them. You also have to make it like go beyond, so it has to do something special. Like this one's 
got a vibrator built. Well, no, you put pictures on the side of them. What the, since they're oh, going yeah. in the dark, you can put like a spaceship on them. Oh, temporary tattoos on your dick. Yeah. You can, on the no, inside, no, no, no. you get you, a dick. Because well, then have, you get like, you there's a benefit to wearing sa- a condom. You can put Sasquatch on one, and yeah. then if the dude's got like hairy balls, <laughs> like it fits right in like yep. Sasquatch. Yep. It'll it looks be, like rawr yep. coming out of your fucking off your penis. Yeah. And then if you want, we can have like a, you know, a killer clown on your cock. You could do like um, a, a gacy face on your what? dick after you pull it off. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> I, well, I don't know if that one's going to sell. You know, we should we should probably po- test. Pogo or test patches? Pogo. <laughs> Hopefully no patches. <laughs> Just start tossing around in store. <laughs> it was a pogo stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, folks, that's it. Um, got really weird. We're gonna catch you on the next next one. Uh, stay cool. I don't know. Um, like share. Like, share, and tell your friends. Tell your friends. Go tell your mom about the ordinary.